Hey, neighborhood, your feedback and support goes a long way in helping NAI grow and provide the ultimate wrestling fan experience. That's right, and now there's even more ways to take part in the community. Just head to Patreon.com today and search for New Age Insiders. Everyone is loving their rewards, and new exclusive content is coming all the time. And with plans starting as low as $2 a month, any support is appreciated and goes a long way towards enhancing the New Age Insiders experience. Once again, visit Patreon.com, search New Age Insiders, and take advantage of the new rewards today. Now, this is good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the New Age Insiders. This is the New Age Insiders Wrestling Show. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes, the Prince of Pro Wrestling, and you are listening to New Age Insiders. With your host, Jason Maltov. We watch wrestling to enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, why are you watching? Liam Stryker. If I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. And Bill Neville. Unpredictability is the answer. When wrestling's unpredictable, it's at its best. This is Warbeard Hansen. This is Johnny Mundo. This is Donovan Dijak. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. This is Mean Gene Okerlund. This is Zach Ryder. Hi, this is Howard Finkel. I'm Bill Goldberg, and the New Age Insiders are next. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. When in doubt, bring back everything that was from the 80s. Ugh. Yeah. Is, is that is that still does that still work? I don't know. You're if it 10 works. years old. Do you actually 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 know who Hulk Hogan is? Oh, I only know Hulk Hogan as a bad guy. I feel like I feel like kids that are like 10 years older, 10 years old and younger who we cater so much of this programming to. Yeah. Hulk Hogan's like Hank Aaron to them. Well, the other where part- he's alive. It's not like Babe Ruth, like because that's that's Bruno, I think. But like he's like Hank Aaron. Where it's like you've heard of him, and you heard he was incredible like forty years ago, right? And now you heard your dad talk about him a lot, but you probably grew up watching. Mike Trout. I was going to say Ken Griffey Jr., but no, not if you're 10. Yeah. Uh, well, the old. other, the, it's tough because. Hi, Danny. Even there, you're looking at it and it's like, I, they don't talk about him. Like, they've actively taken time yeah. to not talk about him uh-huh. because he left the company again uh-huh. in like 2006. Mm hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe, sure. Two thousand, I guess, two thousand four. Go to TNA. No, he, uh, yeah, it was. He, I think he outlasted 04, but not a ton. Yeah, two thousand five, something like that. Right, you he know, in that ballpark. Then he went over to TNA, and then he went over in TNA. So we actively don't talk about Hulk Hogan in TNA, right. and nobody watched t- TNA. Yeah, and then and there was more like brief spurts where he came back, like he bailed out Eugene, which I feel like was after the. Hulkamania is back run. That was Maybe. at Mania 21. Okay, what year is that? That was 2005. Five. But he had been gone for enough time where that felt like a, a return, so then he right? might have been, because he, like <clears throat> he wasn't on 20. Okay. So, yeah, maybe he left between 19 and 21, and then he came back for that short moment. Yeah. And then... To bail out Eugene, a character we also don't talk about. Right. From yeah. Muhammad Hassan, no less. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to... That whole segment is out the window. Yeah. So, right. And so, yeah, then he was gone, and then so he, was Chris Was Chris Benoit the referee by any chance, <laughs> just to really top this whole thing off? Yeah. And then we he came back to be the host of WrestleMania 30. He sure did. And that and was... He nailed what building they were in and everything. He did a great job right away. <laughs> he did a great job right away. And by host, it means come out to open the show. Yeah. And then never see him again. Right. Or you have one segment. 
Because remember the New Day hosted last at Disney Mania? Yeah, and they were out there two or three times. Yeah. They introduced the Hardys. Yep. They were out there a couple times. Where Hogan was just like, yeah, we're in the Thunderdome, brother. <laughs> oh, here's Steve Austin to show me up. Oh, and The Rock to do the same. And I'm out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior is my best friend. <laughs> yeah, he died. <laughs> he died uh, so he can't tell you. Right. Still's Macho Man Randy Savage. Right, but I promise. My be- everybody's my best friend. Everybody's my best friend. Everybody's, everybody's best friend. My, be- my best friend. Who else best is my best friend? Bruno died. Ah. Oh. That sucks. He was my best friend. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things. It is Halloween. So later on in the show, we will be talking about uh, wrestle magic and spookiness and uh, just what our favorite moments are from some of the more ah, mysterious moments in the history of wrestling in general. Uh, outstanding. Because, oh, how fun was the brood? Yeah. Or the new brood. The new, new brood. It had to be the new, new brood. Because there was yeah, a new, new brood. Yeah. The new brood was the Hardys and Gangrel. Because they were <laughs> new like, day brood. they were like, we don't know what to do with you. Why don't, what, how about if you wore crushed velvet shirts and come out with Michael Hayes? <laughs> it's like, yeah. nah, that's probably not it. Yeah, but this was great. I really thought we were going to get a Gangrel sighting, which got my hopes sky high. But the new day did a great job. <laughs> we don't have that kind of fun. The new, new day brood. We have, we have fun that just uh, is forced on you. Yeah. We're going to talk, uh, but we're going to kick off the show talking about what is burning out there, which is the fact that it sounds like Hulk Hogan is coming back and John Cena and Daniel Bryan have been officially removed from their on-screen obligations for everybody's favorite WWE event coming at you live from Global, Global. Acor- according to SmackDown. It's now uh, from Global. Globo Jim W W. Where are you? Where are you? Re- where are you doing this from? Global, like what? Like oh, like the Earth? Like it's definitely on Earth. We picked Earth. Um, WWE Crown Jewel, which has just been lots of fun. Oh Jesus! Uh, and we'll uh, we're going to be talking about the fact that Hogan. It really seems like he's scheduled to be there. WWE put him on the events page. Yeah, it's going to happen. And uh, he, oh, he. Put the cat out of the bag like three weeks ago. Yeah. He's like, I can't wait to go back, brother. It's like, Hogan. 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 Um, well, and this is it, man. This is the lifeline. This is the last lifeline for him because the Young Bucks don't want him in the Bullet Club. It is. No matter how many times he asks. Yeah. And I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, just because I could see Cody Rhodes wanting Hulk Hogan involved. I just, real, I'm honest to God, believe that I could see Cody Rhodes wanting Hulk Hogan to be part of this thing because he still knows that that's wrestling. And if Hulk Hogan's involved, then it's still huge. But that being said, as I say that Hulk Hogan would add real press and attention to the Bullet Club, I have no earthly idea why he's coming back at this event. Uh, because this <laughs> is just, I mean, this is I do, WWE crown jewel. Let's make all the poor decisions. My ultimate dr- wish for this whole thing is that Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Title and Hulk Hogan goes out there and raises his hand in Saudi Arabia. Because I am convinced the WWE is in now that abusive relationship territory. Yeah, where they're like. I just want to see what I can get away with at this point. The worst thing you can do is break up with me. You won't, and I'm okay with it if you do, because other girls will date me. So I'm just going to be the biggest dick in the world yep. and see what happens, because we're not going to talk about this tonight, because I don't have the energy to do a crown jewel preview show. No. But I think there is a swinging chance that Brock Lesnar wins the universal title. I do. I think it's a swinger's chance. Yep. Right now, I'm torn right down the middle. If you made me bet money, I'd actually bet on Strowman. But, man, you can never really bet against Brock Lesnar, especially when they're like, we got to figure out something temporary until we figure out something to actually do with, you know, unforeseen bad circumstances. Well, here's the other thing. That Lesnar's you gotta, have been a panic button for them for years. Here's the thing you got to think about, right? Uh, Survivor Series is coming up, and they're sticking with that champion versus champion gimmick. Yep. Right? And if you're doing that, what do you want? You want the rematch of AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar? 
or do you want Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles? Uh, Vince wants Bron- Brock Lesnar because Vince would always give you would always tell you Brock Lesnar. He's right. the bigger star. And so the fans want Strowman for every single reason possible. Oh yeah, no, you, the fans are right. Uh, and because for some odd reason this is the one company in the world where the customer isn't right. Yeah, right. In fact, you're stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I think every and, and you know again but, this is really oh. But my main point for that was uh, having Brock Lesnar walk into Survivor Series in a champ in a non defense type like moment to just fight AJ Styles. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. I get money on a rematch. People get excited about it. And then yeah, for whatever the next pay per view is, Strummer, uh, he can have him lose at the Royal Rumble. I don't yeah, care. Right. I don't you know care. what I mean? Or or because it's Brock Lesnar, maybe he is the Universal Champion at WrestleMania 35 because yeah. it's a big WrestleMania. It's got a five or a zero, which does have a name. I promise. It doesn't. It does. It must. It has to. It will. <laughs> Um, and a multiple of five, and they're just this is what this company does is that their band aids um, tend to be Brock Lesnar or The Undertaker or Hulk Hogan, which is actually what we're talking about right now because you know they're uh, shockingly, really, if you think about it hard enough, one of the most polarizing names possible right now is Hulk Hogan, and not in that way that, like, look, when they talk about using The Undertaker, when they talk about using The Rock, when they brought back Bill Goldberg. When they are probably going to bring and did bring back Dave Batista. When they dusted off John Michaels. Yeah, there's a certain narrative that comes with that these days, um, which is they're taking away opportunities from younger people. And what I would tell you is, is that what these guys actually do is cast an enormous spotlight on these younger people, whether they work or not. There are people that I swear to you hadn't watched WWE since either WCW or maybe they were a hardcore TNA person, but there are people that followed Sting to his short run in the WWE. There were. Not a ton, but there were. And Seth Rollins got something out of that entire experience. And so I would tell you that, like, look, they didn't do him justice because of how it wound up shaping up. But when The Rock appeared at WrestleMania 32 and stood in the ring with Bray Wyatt, there were people that at least asked the question, who is that, right? Right. And so it depends on how you use these old timers, et cetera, et cetera. But the argument that really seems to split the room is, shouldn't these opportunities go to other people? You just walk in the door and get all this attention and money. and blah, 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 blah. But Hulk Hogan brings, doesn't really bring that because it, and no one's expecting Hogan to get back in the ring. This is just much more like, look, the, we've talked plenty we, you, you, there are so many episodes of the New Age Insiders that you can find about what, how we feel about Hulk Hogan and what he said and the fact that it's basically everybody's moved on. I thought even they had moved on. And, like, look, what I had said, and just to recap, is I wanted Hogan to be able to be remembered so he didn't die in disgrace. Because as you see with these old pro wrestlers, unfortunately, between all the bumps and steroids and bad decisions, they could un- really just go at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I didn't want Hulk Hogan, I must be honest, even if this is an unpopular opinion, at least I'm being real with you. I didn't want Hulk Hogan to die in disgrace because he has done so much for the business. And I'm not going to let myself get clouded because I do think this is a complex issue. Because we've talked about it a lot and it sounds like you're oversimplifying it to the nth degree, but bear with me. Terry Bollea sounds like he's just a real schmuck, right? Just really not a good dude, right? Just Terry Bollea sounds like he's the worst. But Hulk Hogan is unbelievably important to this thing we all love so much. And so I've been trying my best to skirt the line that I wanted the character to be able to be remembered. Yeah. 
even if the guy doesn't deserve the accolades, we're actually shouting at the memories. We're not applauding you. We're applauding the memories. And I know that some people can't even split those things in two and, you know, split the atom. And I get that. I sincerely do. It's got to be a to each their own kind of thing. It's an individual basis. You might be able to forgive Hulk Hogan completely. Bill Knight might not be able to forgive Hulk Hogan at all. And I might be able to separate the two characters that, right. that you know, that kind of thing. And but what I got to wonder is when your PR is hitting real roadblocks and like, look, they're going to get over Saudi Arabia. It's unfortunate, but let's just be real here. They're going to get past this. In a month, people will be barely talking about it. In six months, not at all. And in a year, a lot of people will forget. Until they go again. Until they go again. You are right. But <laughs> let's just hope they don't dismember a reporter before that. Exactly. But if Saudi Arabia doesn't cut any more people to pieces, then this will, unfortunately, because this is just how people work these days, this story will eventually fade and go away. Oh, That's yeah. the reality of it. Until Universal, NBC Universal says we're going to cancel Raw if you go back. Until they do that, which they're not going to, yeah. they're just going to keep going. And 99.9% of the fans are going to keep watching. It's the sad <laughs> reality of this event. But even though they are going to keep rolling along, and even though they just made $2.2 billion for their two shows, and all these things that you're going to tweet at me that says they don't need to care about what you think, you're right. It's, it's fine to say that. But a company that is so PR conscious is getting ripped to shreds by the likes of John Oliver, by the mainstream news, by conservatives, by, by uh, liberals alike. A lot of people don't think this is a great idea. And now you're going to bring back a guy that's going to... also very, very controversial. In, and you've got to ask yourself, if you're the average WWE fan, which the three of us are not, not that we're better than anybody, not by a mile. When I say we're not the average WWE fan... I mean, it's not as easy for us to just go forget it because then we have to make a major business pivot if we're just going to not watch Raw anymore. That's all I mean by that. And I think the average audience member is super fed up with what WWE is doing on average. And now you're going to stir the pot even more. So, like, you know, let's say that you're Shane, right? right. Shane's a smart fan of ours, right? And let's just say that Shane's like, your shows are boring. Well, I I said that already. Right, your shows are boring. I can't believe you're going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and this racist get dude who has no real value anymore. Yeah, you're gonna come out here and make me try to pretend like everything's okay. Right. How do you ask Shane to hold on to being a WWE fan? I don't know if you can. Anymore. Well, I've already I I've said that a million times, and I have vested interest in them doing well. You know, I I've said that from Jump Street. You look at this program; your show is not good enough. I was explaining this to a person uh, that you know, kind of casually has been following wrestling because we were working on something at one point together that kind of revolves around it. And they're not a wrestling person, but I was like, the storytelling is atrocious. If non-existent. If non-existent, right. And how your show just isn't good enough for someone to put up with all the bullshit. Right. I tweeted out, and I actually meant it, when it's like, you know, on Monday Night Raw, it's the gif of uh, Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl. And it just says, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Yeah. That's, that's, and obviously I wasn't going to get fined by anybody. Yeah, right. But that's the mentality where it's like, I am only here because I have a job to do. Yeah. And your show isn't good enough. And now you're going to do stuff like this where you're, 
Yeah, NBC Universal isn't going to pull the plug. Yeah, because Just really, keep rolling along. What are they going to do? Right? What is the USA Network really going to do? Yeah. Play another marathon of yeah. cancel their top rated show? They're not actually going to do that. That's and that's been the lesson I've learned a lot over the last month or so. Is not that you didn't know. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I've said this before. The only thing worse than money is not having it. And money makes the world go round, and people are going to do things for money, and you know you would too. And I get that. But then you got to look at it's just like. You know, you've already got a lot of money, and yeah, no one seems to be standing up, corporation-wise, seems to be standing up and just saying, like, look, the money isn't worth it. You know what I mean? Because the WWE's not. Because Vince McMahon, and, I, and look, I, I'll walk both sides of this thing and just try to be fair. I get why Vince McMahon's like, look, I'm going to make a couple hundred million dollars off this deal over the next 10 years or so, or however that many right. fucking times we're going to go. 10 shows, I'm going to make a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, business is good right now, but A, there's no such thing as too much money, and right. B, what if WWE hits a wall? There's a snafu. What if somebody goes crazy and, you know, what if Seamus shoots up a bank, and now I got a PR nightmare on my hands, and having two to four hundred million dollars in the bank, more helps. than I did before, helps me think that I'm going to get through the rainy days. I can understand that logic as well. It also helps when uh, you say you're going to cancel the show, and then Saudi Arabia comes back and goes, here, here's more money. Right, here's more money, and what if we let Renee Young do commentary? Probably from under a blanket. Um, but here's something that's very real as well, because it is a money, money talks thing, and we also have to be aware of the fact that some pe there's three groups of people, right? Or let's four, but two of them meld together. There's people that know what Hulk Hogan did and care a lot and yep. they don't want to see him ever again. There are people that don't know what Hulk Hogan did. Yeah. And then there are people that don't know what that know what Hulk Hogan did or don't know what Hulk Hogan did, but when you tell them about it, they don't care. Yeah. That unfortunately there is a slice of the pie that it's the most unsavory slice for most people to hear about, but there are some people yeah. that know what Hulk Hogan did. Do not care, maybe even agree with him. And I'm not saying this is about Danny's uh, boss at all, but maybe he's one of them. Who knows? Maybe he's listening. Hey, smarten up. But Danny's listening live, and he says, Last week my boss went to SmackDown with me and hadn't watched in years. He purchased a Hogan shirt just for the show. He saw Hogan would be a crown jewel and wants to watch. So, And now he wants to go to Mania too. So there are people that haven't watched wrestling very much over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and Hulk Hogan is a reason to come back. I understand that as well. Right. Because when we talk about any time, we talk about almost anything on this show or in general with, with other wrestling fans, we're talking about the fact that we, we're talking to the hardcores. We're talking to people that watch every single week that have certain expectations that love this more than anything. When WWE markets everything, and I promise you, everything to their casual audience, the reason they come back from commercial break with it's the boss versus the goddess for the WWE championship right now at whatever, whatever. The reason that they beat you over the head with exposition is because they're assuming the average person watching is coming back from the break, and this is the first exposure they have to that episode of Raw. So they're, it's an old TV trick. Like, they would, like, like Ross would ask out Rachel's sister, and then they'd be like, bam, 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 and then they come back from commercial, and Rachel goes, you asked out my sister? 
Yeah. Because now you're they're ca- catching back you're up. You're caught on, up. Yeah, you're catching back up on what's so happening. And so everything they're doing is for the casual audience. And there is appeal to people that just like, oh, Hulk Hogan. I like Hulk Hogan. What did he do? I heard about something. I don't care. I just want to see Hulk Hogan. I mean, that's real too. But I yeah. just think the timing right now sucks. And the fact that you're going to bring out the real American to Saudi Arabia because, and this, is, and this just speaks to a bigger point too that I just got to say out loud. Everything they're doing is so gross. They're not saying Saudi Arabia. Instead of not going, yeah, they're, they're not, not saying, saying it. And you only hide things you know are wrong. And with Hogan, they're going to bring Hogan back in another country full of marks that'll probably just pop because the music's uplifting. Because that's how you bury this dog shit and don't make everybody see it. Because if he debuts in Chicago, he might get booed out of the building. If he debuts in Saudi Arabia... Right. Everybody's just going to play along, and you're going to try to trick your audience into being like, oh, I guess we like Hogan again. And everything's just so gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything is really, really gross about this. The fact that you wrote off John Cena in the way that you wrote off John Cena on Monday was gross, right? Because, again, you refuse to say what's what the World Cup is. You refuse to say where, where Crown Jewel is taking place. You said it's a global event now. Right. And it's like, wow. Yeah. You could, like... You're hiding it, which you're means you're ashamed. It. You're hiding it, and you think that your audience is so stupid. You're so stupid, because how many times leading up to uh, the Super Showdown did you say it's in Australia? That they're, oh, anything that they're just anything they'd hype they'd hype if this was in Minneapolis they'd hype it more than right this. but it's just like you're not doing it the same way you do other shows yeah, they're hiding it and so because they're ashamed right and it's like if you know that saying Saudi Arabia is going to get you booed and your audience isn't going to agree with it why are you doing it the money and it's like the money lean into it Le- that's probably the thing that I have the most. And I tweeted this out to the literal WWPR Twitter is, hey, you're going. Lean into it. I would have far more respect for you if you just said, yeah, we're going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no chance. But because they're PR conscious enough to try to hide it and money hungry enough to go anyway. And again, you only hide things you're ashamed of. Yeah. If, the, if, you, if I went to you and I was like, hey... Uh, can I take a look in your trunk real quick? And you're like, no, man, why are you looking at my trunk? Don't even talk about my trunk. What's up with my trunk? For, you, forget you, yeah. man. Just get away. It's right. like, hey, I bet you there's something bad in that trunk. What's yeah, up, right. You know what I mean? It's impossible to hide it because you already told us six weeks ago that you were going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to you hide it. You put it out there for everybody to see, and then you took it away. It's impossible to hide it because this is a major story. And again, you're right, though. It's just the, the intelligence that they think of your audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, this World Cup is going to determine the best in the world. Half the field is over 40 years old. And American. And the thing that bugs All me... All of them are American. And the thing that bugs me the most, even more than the American thing, the thing that bugs me the most is they go, this cup, this tournament, is going to determine the best in the world. Our two champions aren't in it. Yeah. But this will determine the best in the world. Oh, so the WWE champion isn't the best in the world? This guy with yet another asinine WWE trophy is? That's weird. I yeah. would have assumed you wanted the WWE yeah. champion because, to be considered Because that. I don't know if you know this. Super weird. But, but the G1, the IWGP heavyweight champion is in that. Is in it. And, it, and could win. Right. And has won. And if you wanted to have this sort of... Tur- and again, I know I'm just wasting my breath. But it's yeah. like, if you're going to have a tournament and call it for the... you. One of two things. 
call it the World Cup and put Nakamura and Cesaro and Rusev in it, or call it the Legends Cup and stop telling me it's for the title of the best in yeah. the world when, when you have champions. <laughs> right. If well, champions. Well, yes. Yes. Even in your own company, it's, it's asinine. a joke. And it's just, I mean, and I know this is like, dude, get over it. It's one of the very minute things, and this is how this company rolls. I get you, but it's a snowball effect here. Well, no, because this is a representation of how poor your building is like your fundamental building of your television program you're just you just throw words at things right and you put images up on and you're like oh that looks good let's do that and it's like nothing means anything and that's the problem with your storytelling yeah is nothing has consequences right so john cena on monday gets written off of the World Cup because Bobby Lashley beats up Finn Balor after the bell and then goes, yeah, Baron Corbin, I am I think that you're, you're Bobby Lashley, you should be in it because John Cena never even qualified. And it's like, okay, I remember a time when this company actually cared about stuff uh, that John Cena would be A, livid, and B, he would come back maybe not at crown jewel but would come back and be mad at bobby lashley and baron corbin and do something about it and that won't happen but that won't happen john cena if he comes back at all because i can also see based on what they're doing with daniel bryan now uh i could just give say you know what john we're good i <laughs> i look at you because you're right i look at the the this the storytelling in general and have you seen what twitter is thinking about doing so twitter <laughs> One of the major complaints that people kept filing to Twitter was there are these Nazi accounts, these hate accounts, all these right. hate group accounts, and that Twitter should ban hate group accounts. If you're, oh, a, yeah. if you're a, yeah. an account, all you do is pump out hate propaganda. You, should, right. be, you yeah. should be banned. And Twitter released a statement saying, we've heard you, and to increase more of a debate, we are going, we're strongly considering removing the like button. Okay. So now they think... That the solution is there will still be a Nazi hate group. They'll tweet out something hateful, but now people can't like it, and instead they might engage in a debate. And it's like, wow, that's not the answer. You Dude. ban the Nazis. You know what I mean? That's the answer. Right. And so what Twitter's doing is basically being like, like if you have a kid and he's like, Mom, Dad, I'm really hungry. And they're like, does it help to know I painted the bathroom? And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. what? We think you should get rid of Nazis. All right, we heard you. You're not going to be able to like tweets anymore. Huh? <laughs> and to me, this is Hogan. We're like, again, I understand that Hogan's going to sell T-shirts. There are going to be a majority. There's going to be audiences. And when you go to certain places in <clears throat> the South... He's going to get pops and no one's going to actually care what he said. That's the I, horrible, the, bitter reality the, of life on the Earth. The actual horrible, bitter reality is, is that Hulk Hogan's going to come back and nobody's going to care. I think he's going to get overwhelming cheers. The, the, There'll yeah. be scattered boos, but I think unfortunately... They're going to be overwhelming. Because, because the Earth is poison right now. Well, the, it, it's not even going to be... It, it's not even necessarily about what he said. It's that... I don't care anymore. We moved on to whatever the next that's what people thing do. is. Right. Because that's why Vince is going to Saudi Arabia, because right. he knows you'll do that too. Right. That's that's the sad truth about it. The, the, the elections are coming up. The you'll forget all right. about it. Uh, the big thing is, is like, here's, here's a guy, right? Kevin Spacey. 
right? Eventually, Kevin Spacey will come back to acting and yeah. things. And you're not going to care. Louis C.K. is doing comedy again. Louis C.K. is doing comedy again, and people like it. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you're not going to care. People move on. You and know? it's sad, but it's true. And people will, the, whatever the goal is for Hogan, they will accomplish it. Because they will sell T-shirts and draw eyes. But what I do think, though, is it is the Twitter like button to me. Where it's like, what are the problems with WWE? No complex characters, although I really do enjoy what Dean Ambrose is doing. And a full credit. Full credit. Because I'm not just going to throw a blanket over stuff yeah. and say it sucks. Let's be fair. I like the Dean Ambrose stuff. I want to see where it goes. Um, but to speak in generalities, and really the majority, there are very few complex characters. You pick up and drop things like hot potatoes. And you don't give me a reason to watch week to week every week. Right. And they went, fine. We heard you. We're going to bring Hogan back. Yeah, and right. it's like, I don't think we're communicating well yeah. here. Well, here's the thing. The reality is, is that WWE, it's not me. It's you. I, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. <laughs> but no, I am capable of enjoying wrestling. Yeah, sure. I am, in, I am capable of enjoying the characters and the athletic storytelling. Yeah. And it's proven in a weekly show that I do watch about pro wrestling called being the elite. And they have a mix of fun and poignant storytelling that complements the stuff that they do in the ring. And yeah, I didn't feel like actually spending the money for it, but I thought about getting the Jericho cruise on fight TV because that you are a bunch of people that I find interesting and complex characters with real emotions and you're doing fun things. I want to support you. I want to support you and new Japan. I will never cancel my new Japan world subscription because I like supporting that company because anytime I watch a show, it's good. And sure. it feels like they care about their audience. Look at somebody like juice Robinson. Right? Juice Robinson came over there in NXT reject, a nothing, a nobody, uh -huh. and then built up a fan base and a groundswell to the point where he won the United States Championship over there. Mm -hmm. That's great for that guy. And in WWE, it's, hey, we really like Finn Balor. Nah, he's little. You don't like him. Well, that's, like, that's the thing that I think is infuriating more than anything else. And we'll drift back to Hogan. And we, I do want to talk about Cena and Daniel Bryan. But that's the infuriating part is when people go, I want this. And they go, no, you don't. Yeah. And it's like between Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor, and I think to a lesser degree, Braun Strowman, it's like, this is what we want. And they go, nah, you don't. You want, no. you want you this. You want Roman. You want, or just, you want this. You want something yeah, right. else. No, nah, you don't. You want this. You know what I mean? It's like, we want a World Cup with an international you know, participation factor. And they're like, nah, you don't. It's right. funnier if they're all American guys. Yeah. And Rey Mysterio's sort of, you know, Rey Mysterio's sort of Mexican. It's like, oh, okay, you know, you know. And again, that's the thing with Hogan. Like, I'm not naive. There will be people that are excited to see Hulk Hogan. There will be people that watch Crown Jewel, especially watch Raws, because they're free and on 8 o'clock on a Monday, that will watch because Hogan's on and wouldn't have watched without him. That is real. Yeah. That is real. But what you is frustrating is they won't take a, a, a they won't take the temperature of their audience and see if what the right move is right now. Right. And I just don't think Hulk because, Hogan is in. Because uh, Baron Corbin's still the interim general manager, and there's yeah. a possibility that Hogan's the new Raw general manager. Yeah, instead of Angle. Instead of Angle for some reason. Yeah, sure. You and, know what I you mean? You know, and how 
I mean, and again, I mean, it just speaks like, look, I, I almost have to at this point laugh because I'm convinced they're trolling because they can't be this tone deaf. Even they can't be because if, if like Hulk Hogan is the general manager of raw with Brock Lesnar as that show's champion. Yeah. I mean, they're just screwing with people. Yeah. At this point, yeah. you're just screwing. What they are now, act I believe, actively yeah. doing things that are unpopular. Things I used to believe ten years ago they did with Cena that they knew were unpopular and did it anyway, and just to, because just because they could, just they were, they were tired of you chanting Cena sucks, and so like, oh yeah, Cena sucks. We'll watch him win this match that he absolutely has no business winning. Watch this, right? You know what I mean? And so it almost feels like they're getting into that territory. But speaking of John Cena, I do want to move on to. Uh, a, a real, real American, <laughs> a real American in John Cena and Daniel Bryan, yeah. uh, who have taken the stance that they are they have uh, respectfully declined to go to Saudi Arabia and have been written off of TV. Uh, John Cena is not in the World Cup tournament because he didn't even qualify in the first place, which uh, is because we're just we're just doing great. And uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan got his crown jewel shot this week on SmackDown. And that's a wrap on and that. And he lost, and, and that, it's over. And that's a wrap on that. Uh, what do you think about the fact, because I think they are two different arguments about the fact that John Cena and Daniel Bryan are refusing to go uh, to Saudi Arabia. Um, I think that it's good. Somebody has to take a stand when it hurts inside, right? Hogan's not going to do it. I mean, do you understand the irony that actual Hulk Hogan is going, yeah, and new modern Hulk Hogan is doing this this right thing here, right. And before people bark at me because they have already on Twitter, I have the tweet I tweeted out about John Cena doing the right thing has done t- quite well, which also comes with a bunch of new people who've never heard of us before and like to just Be tell me dicks. I'm stupid, tell me I'm stupid. And I, it is fair to throw on the table the fact that John Cena has now shifted into a new phase of his life, which yep. is primarily Hollywood and movies and TV and yeah. and, and things like that. And that it might be a PR hit for him to appear at this event, get roasted by John Oliver, get roasted by the yep. mainstream media. Well, that was the thing. He was the only one called out by John Oliver, right? In the original. By, yeah, specific, by name. Specifically. By name. Because, you know, and not that we're last week tonight with John Oliver, but when we did our show two weeks yep. ago, we broke down the whole thing and how much we thought it was gross. And then. But the person we singled out was John Cena. Was John Cena. Because, again, you're Superman. Right. You're, Mr., you're, you're yep. Captain America. Yep. The, I'm looking at you, big guy. Yeah, you got to be the moral compass. Exactly. Right? Because we all know Vince is the devil, right? We have established that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the devil incarnate, yeah. right? I think we've spent sure. 30 years doing that. Yeah, right. And, John, yeah. you're Captain America. You're Superman. You're the altruistic moral compass of this show. Yeah. And I'm going to look to you to do the right thing because you're telling me that I need to say my prayers and take my vitamins or whatever packaging that is right now. And yeah, John, I, I like you a whole lot more now yep. because I expect this from Hogan, right. right? Because Hogan has actively asked to be in the bullet club. Oh, he's, for a, like, and he's a slime ball and he's a slime ball, right? I don't think he's ever talked to Holland Nash since WrestleMania 31, right? But they do the thing in the Venice Beach shop, you know, being like, oh, like, we're the NWO. We're doing a Q&A. Oh, cool. Yeah, why? Because you need money. Because yep. you need to be back in the spotlight. Yeah, because you all made millions of dollars a year and, and blew it. Yeah. And blew it. Except for Hogan, who shouldn't need money. Because he's got porn money. But, yeah, he does. But How gross is that? <laughs> Hulk Hogan and his porn money shouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia, said the inner child in me that just finally died once and for all. See, the thing with that, though, is is that he didn't get it all at once. I know. 
So he still still might need it. And there is no such thing as too much money. And there's not something. And he won't be Hulk money. Hogan forever. Well, and the big thing is, is what's better, right? The just the porn money or the porn money and WWE. And he money. won't be jacked forever to play the character, right? You know what I mean? He's rocketing towards seventy years old. Right. You won't be jacked forever to well, look like Hulk Hogan. And we also talked about it when we talked about it the first time. This is legacy time. Yep. Right. We need Hulk Hogan needs to get back in the spotlight, even if it's just to come back every once in a while for the. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels like and not die in disgrace. Yeah. You know, uh, it's legacy time. Um Triple H guy says, Who is John Oliver? I've literally never heard of him. He hosts a show called Last Week Tonight. It has won the Emmy for best show in its yeah. category like three or four straight years. It yeah. is an amazing show on HBO. He's taking the it. place of the Daily Show. He was actually on the Daily Show. Yeah. Uh, but it took the place of the Daily Show once uh what's his name left. Well, uh, they do still do the no, Daily no, Show with Trevor the, Noah. Right. But, but he if the, this is this has this is the spiritual successor. I agree with because you. Because Trevor Noah's fine. But he's definitely the new John Stewart. He's the new John Stewart. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you there. Um, and yeah, so like, look, I, I get you that John Cena is like, look, it, it's protecting an image and ventures and money. And you are right. But I really don't believe that's 100% of the reason. I really do he think this guy. And look, look, let's just, let, if you want to be pessimistic, I'll meet you at your house and I'll live in your angry little house with you and say, this is 0% because of Americana and and uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Okay, but I do... Th and let's say that a percentage of this is protecting your image for future Hollywood movies. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But I think the biggest slice of... like Let's go down this pie chart again. The biggest slice of this pie to me is still the fact that he spent 15 years telling kids to do the right thing even when it's hard. Yep. And that guy cares... Never give up. And that guy cares about that enough... To not watch, watch it all wash away. Because I think he sees his counterpart and what a monster that guy is. Exactly. And and yeah. And how look, he's making wishes and doing the right thing. Yeah. And now and he doesn't want Roman Reigns to replace him completely. Oh, I was talking about Hogan. Oh, well, yeah. I was talking about Hogan being a monster. Yeah, was, right? Because I thought you meant a monster in a good way. Like no, look no, how no. much Roman Reigns was tearing it up before he got hurt. No, I mean, yeah, no, I mean Hogan, right? Because ho you were Hogan, and then what does everybody say about Hogan? It was like, yeah, he's the biggest thing in wrestling, but he's a dickhead. Yep, and, you know? and you're right. And this guy, like John Cena, although I really, honest to God, believe he spent about 10 years wanting you to think he had been in the Marines, Yeah, uh, which always irked me. Uh, he's like doing the salutes, like John. You were never in the Coast Guard. It just kind of bo it bothered me. But the point is that although John Cena definitely worked the Americana to a degree, not like Hogan did. No, I mean Hogan was supposed to be a bald eagle come to life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. As a human being, to kick, to kick ass, he was like the American yeah. spirit. He, if he could have, his uncle is Sam. Right, like Hulk Hogan lived in the Statue of Liberty's torch. Yeah. you know what I mean. And so. For that guy to go to Saudi Arabia and abandon those principles is just like, look how gross that is. And I think John Cena looks and he just goes, yuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do think he can. And like, if you, if you say it's not a 100% altruistic movement, I tend to agree with you. But then we, we pivot and shift to Daniel Bryan, yeah. who seems to be doing this strictly on a moral ground and a point worth making, because I think John Cena is getting way more credit than Daniel Bryan. I don't think that's fair. Because the two things are, one... John Cena does have something to fall back on and is protecting that image. Daniel right. Bryan's just doing this because he thinks it's right. But two is that John Cena has many strikes yeah. that he hasn't used. Yep. You know what I mean? That John Cena can afford to for probably one of the very, very few times over the last 15 years go, hey, Vince, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan doesn't have that kind of clout and leeway, and he's doing this anyway. I believe, and I mean this in the bottom of my heart, 
there is a swingers chance that Daniel Bryan never gets another one-on-one shot for the WWE title because he refused to play ball here. You and are he, absolutely right. And he did it and anyway. And I think he's finally going to get his wish. He is going to win the Ring of Honor Championship again. He's definitely not going to win the Royal Rumble. Nope, he ain't. He really won't. But he might wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, they, there's like that. There's like that. They'd have to do it soon. Yeah. Because he's got the 90 day do not compete. Yeah. And that would overlap. But if you told me that he's the attraction um, for, if, if you told me that would, the, the the big attraction for uh, Dominion, or, Dominion, or, or, or so, Wrestle or Wrestle Kingdom, the next one is Punk, and then and then 2020 is Daniel Bryan, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I he would if it was going to be soon because Daniel Bryan would want out. WWE doesn't want anything to do with him now. Because I heard he signed an extension. Yeah, well, I would regret that because. Yeah. But good for Daniel yeah. Bryan. Because you're right, because John Cena's got way more money than Daniel Bryan. He's got way more options outside of wrestling than Daniel Bryan. And he has way more legs to stand right. on, ground to stand on when he says to Vince, I'm not I'm sorry. I just can't do this for you. He's probably very, very rarely said that to Vince McMahon. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's way and even if Vince, like just for example, even if Vince like completely turned on him, he's like, God damn, John, I hate you now. Well, I'm still not done making money off you, though. Right. And a lot more money than I'm going to make off Daniel Bryan. Yeah, well, and I just also think that, yeah, it all, it's ultimately going to come down to, I can't afford to not use John Cena yep. because there's money in you being in a WrestleMania match. Yeah. And I can afford to not use Daniel Bryan. I've they spent it. 15 years making him one of the biggest, if not the biggest name they ever yeah. created. I mean, they Mount Rushmore, that guy. Yeah. We can't just stop using you. Vince didn't like Hogan. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And uh, Colby, I think he did. I do think he, that Daniel Bryan recently signed a new deal. Um, but, you know, there's always that thing you can do what, you know, Neville did and put up enough of a stink where they just have to eventually tear it up. But I don't think they would. I think they'd, call, I think they'd Mysterio him and pay him not to go other places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what Just I think. Pay him to stay home. But yeah. I mean, kind of like Nash. Right. And But I mean, that's the that's the reality of this is like, you know, John Cena's like, look, I can, you know, no. And you know, Daniel Bryan goes, hey, you know what? No. It's like, hey, Daniel, I already didn't want to use you. You know what right, I mean? Right. And with, like I said, with Hogan, Vince didn't like Hogan. Yeah. Vin, but Hogan came back and he goes, God damn, listen to that crowd. We've got to bring Hulkamania back. I'm going to put the title on you. It doesn't matter if I like you or not. Listen to that money. Yeah, right. And that's John Cena, not Daniel Bryan. And people yeah. were like, dude, the yes chance. Yep. And what I would tell you is, is that Daniel Bryan, we, you're never going to capture that lightning in a bottle again from 2013 into 14. And there's just so much more money in spotlighting John Cena than there is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. John Cena's the meme. John Cena's the legend. John Cena's the Mount Rushmore guy. John Cena is the one that you can argue is now an even bigger creation than Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're starting to talk about whether or not it's him or Hulk Hogan. And that's just the reality of it. It just has such more solid ground to stand on. So it is more impressive to me what Daniel Bryan did than what John Cena did, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, yeah. But kudos to both of them because they did the right thing in their own way. What are you expecting from Hulk Hogan? Just Uh, in general. How long does this last? What does it look like? He's going to be the general manager of Raw. Because they're just, you know what? Screw it. You like me when I try. I mean, you hate me when I try. You hate me when I don't try. I'm going to do it for me and the casuals. This is the problem. The real problem that we don't want to address as like a fan base is the people that are the super fans, right? The people that listen to the show, the people that do this show. the And the types of people that do these shows and listen to these shows. Yep. We're the problem, right? 
we we have we have to look in the mirror and have to admit that we are part of the problem because we sit there and we are that vocal fan base that vocal part of the fan base that can't agree and we're gonna be angry we're gonna be mad we're gonna be disapproving of whatever you do so yeah Vince is going to sit there and Titan Towers is going to sit there and in their meetings and they're going to go, you know what, that audi- that part of the audience over there is a bunch of petulant children. And if they're all not going to be able to agree on whatever I decide to do anyway, but you know what, if I bring back Hulk Hogan, I'm going to get a bunch of people that don't watch wrestling to start watching and, again. And you know how the whole company looks at you is, you know, we've we might have done it, I did it, where, you know, you're 10 you pack your suitcase full of stuffed animals and right. say, I'm out of here and I'm going to move away. Yep. And you get to the end of the street, you get scared, you turn around, you come home. And yep. you, that's why your parents didn't follow you down the street is because they knew you were going to get scared, turn around and come home. And so that is how Vince McMahon thinks of you, for better or worse. And I'm not talking down to you because he thinks about that, that way about me too. Yeah. And he's, quite frankly, he's unfortunately, at least at this point in my life, correct, that we are 10 years old. We have our backpack full of stuffed animals. Yep. We're super duper serious not coming home this time. And yes, you will. Yep. And like, look, maybe one out of a thousand kids actually walks somewhere and gets, comes a, back. gets a condo and starts over. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? But right. the average kid, 99.9% yep. of them, turns around and comes home. And unfortunately, the average person, whether it be Crown Jewel, whether it be, you know, even back in the day when, when women weren't being treated right, it didn't actually affect viewership. If your favorite star gets held down, it's not going to actually seemingly affect viewership. Or if it does affect viewership, it doesn't matter. Because Vince McMahon thinks you go, I'm going to cancel my network. And he's going he's to go, sure you are, pal. And then you don't. And then you watch anyway. And you don't tell anybody you watch. Wait three weeks. Start talking on Twitter again. And nothing changes. Because that's what the average... And I'm not talking down to you. But that's, but that's what, what happens. But, but, but you, that's you, the, that's you the gotta look move, in the mirror thing. You got to keep on walking, baby. Because that's the difference. Is that... The, I've said this a thousand times. The only time ever, ever in their history that they made a radical shift based on what they thought the audience wanted, not 2007 Benoit, the only time they ever shifted to, to cater to what they thought the audience had acquiesced to and moved on to right. was Attitude because they were losing. And because Vince went, my ratings are down, somebody's going to take me over, and so I need to adapt, and I need to give you a reason to watch. All right, what do you want? And people right. went like beer and boobs and the finger. And it's like, okay, but I promise you folks, it sucks to, to, right. to hear it. That is the only well, time. Well, there have been so many people that have shown that they've canceled the network, have said about said they're canceling the network, and what I would suggest to all those people is sign up for Honor Club. Right. Sign up for... Uh, New Japan World, sign up for progress on demand, right? Right, But you're not going to do any yeah. of those. You're not. And don't say that Daniel Bryan is an example of radical shift. That's one guy where they went, fine, you can have him. For a couple of months. Right, that wasn't a radical shift in the programming. It just wasn't. No. It didn't start anything. It didn't finish anything. The only time they've ever gone, all right, we're switching okay. gears, yep. was around 97, because if they didn't, they would have died. And because they are not an actual any risk of peril... They're not going They're to. They're not going to. Well, and again, there's going to be, you look at this, right? You look at the fan base, and Roman Reigns is a prime example. There's so many people that like Roman Reigns, and then there's a bunch of people that don't. And then they go, okay, who do you want, right, to the people that don't? 
oh, well, a quarter of the fan bases wants this guy and a quarter wants that guy, a quarter right. wants that guy. So they can't even agree. So it's like, oh, well, I have half over here and the other half is fragmented and uh, so they I'll don't know what half. they want. So I'm going to go with the half. Right. Because that's, very true too. that's the majority. That is right? true. And that's it, it, part of the reason why they're going to Saudi Arabia and part of the reason Hulk Hogan's back is because we as a community can't get our shit together. And my final note on the subject is, is that it's just, I'm so happy for Cena because like, look, I didn't grow up watching John Cena. I was like 16 when John Cena debuted or something. So I'm in no way like, yeah, I've been with John Cena since the beginning. And when I was four, that guy rocked, you know, changed right. my life and I wore the hat. I've never worn the hat. But what I can tell you is, is that when I was four years old, five years old, I did look up to Hulk Hogan. And that guy in life, in a lot of ways, right. including going to Crown Jewel, has let me down a lot. The guy. The guy. The behind Terry the scenes Balea. has let me down a lot. And it's hugely disappointing that I feel my, find myself in a period where I'm disappointed by WWE. I'm starting to get disappointed by the individual wrestlers and who they w were and are and who they turned out to be. And I'm so happy that for myself, quite frankly, that I don't have to be like, ah, God damn, John Cena's a sellout too. And I'm thrilled for the people because I know that Cena is a lot of people's Hogan. He's a lot of four-year-olds' first wrestler they looked up to. Right. And those kids aren't let down today. And I think that's pretty cool. In a time in our society where just... You need a hero. Being alive, I think there's you're just swimming in disappointments and bad news and can you believe the president said this today kind of world. And John Cena's like, yeah, I'm actually the guy you think I am. And it's like, that's pretty cool. Right. That's pretty cool. And Daniel Bryan, too. Good for Daniel Bryan, too. But I hope you can understand why I've been focusing so much more on John Cena because it's like he lived the message. It came crashing down and it hurt inside. And he had to take a stand. Whether it's selfish or unselfish, yeah. he just avoided throwing away 10 plus years of character development. Right. He, he gets to keep all that. Yep. He gets to keep all of it. Yep. Good for him. Um, when we come back, it is Halloween. And we're going to be talking about some fun, spooky, scary, wrestle magic kind of stuff. Stay tuned because the New Age Insiders will be right back. Oh, don't say that. Hey, neighborhood, your feedback and support goes a long way in helping NAI grow and provide the ultimate wrestling fan experience. That's right. And now there's even more ways to take part in the community. Just head to Patreon.com today and search for New Age Insiders. Everyone is loving their rewards and new exclusive content is coming all the time. And with plans starting as low as $2 a month, any support is appreciated and goes a long way towards enhancing the New Age Insiders experience. Once again, visit Patreon.com, search New Age Insiders, and take advantage of the new rewards today. Hey everybody, it's Rich Palladino, the voice of Chaotic Wrestling. I want to remind you to listen to the Let the Chaos Begin podcast right here on the NAI Pop Network. You will hear stories from the 18-year history of Chaotic Wrestling from the two guys that were there from day one. Myself and former Chaotic Wrestling owner, Jamie J. Mikowski. That is the Let the Chaos Begin podcast right here on the NAI Pop Network. Seriously, I don't even get to talk during this promo? Shut up, Jamie. You know the New Age Insiders Wrestling Show is the premier place for wrestling fans to connect, discuss, and to be heard. But what if we told you that there's also a show for fans of all kinds to do the same? That show is Late Night Liam. Show hosted by myself, Liam Stryker. And me, Bill Neville. Join us immediately following NAI Pod every Wednesday as we dive into pop culture, sports, current events, and more. Can't listen live? No worries. Late Night Liam can be downloaded on demand exclusively on the NAI Network channel. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Podomatic, and all podcast platforms. Once again, join Late Night Liam live every Wednesday following NAI Pod, when you and fans of all kinds can connect, discuss, and be heard. retired business executive and seasoned dad Jamie Jamikowski. And I'm a rookie dad and local independent wrestler Scotty Slade and we're the hosts of For the Pops. We're the only podcast on the NAI Pop Network that has a mix of sports, wrestling, and pop culture all in under an hour. This is a place where two pops talk about the topics that interest us with a special guest in each episode. And we have a splash of pop culture information to help us survive in our world of wives, kids, and co-workers. And at the end of each episode, if that wasn't enough, Jamie tests both our guest and I on obscure pop culture facts an exclusive segment called For the Pops Quiz. So don't miss For the Pops with Scotty Slade and me, Jamie J. Mikowski, only on the NAI Pop Network. You know, it's pretty crazy, but NAI Pod has now been downloaded on six continents and has thousands of weekly listeners. Yeah, step it up, Antarctica. Does that make us intercontinental champions? Kinda. But it also means NAI Pod is a great way to advertise your business, brand, or website. If you would like to advertise with the New Age Insiders, shoot us an email. NewAgeInsiders at gmail.com. Tap into a constantly growing audience, advertise with the New Age Insiders, and take your business to main event heights. Send your emails to NewAgeInsiders at gmail.com. That's NewAgeInsiders at gmail.com. Let's get back to more of the New Age Insiders. Here's Jason Maltov, Liam Stryker, and Bill Neville. Well, I hope you're watching on Twitch. We <laughs> yeah. lose a lot of the effect here. I could imagine. Um, Hulk Hogan's a racist. Alfred, how big was the ruby? Why, sir, was the size of a tangerine. Wow, that's a big ruby. I uh, it's Halloween. I I appreciate that this is the uh, the Batman costume. Yeah, it's the mask. Um, Shout out to Amanda. You know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Now the question that I have is I can't hear much, but go for it. Yeah. <laughs> we should put the uh Batman we should put the Batman uh movie on our Twitch as a premiere. No. And do live commentary. No. I think so. Hulk Hogan's a racist. Yeah, he is, but we should still do Batman its consequences, right? Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a really productive segment, I can tell. It's going to be the good. I hope you're watching on Twitch or it's it's less good. Yeah. Thank you. This plays whenever I walk into a room. Oh, does it? No one knows where the orchestra comes from. Or Tim Burton. Tim Burton. He's he's there. It's Tim Burton's house. This is Tim Burton's doorbell. Yeah. It's the song. It's that or this is Halloween. This is Halloween. It's a big ruby. It's a tangerine size ruby. It's a tangerine. I mean, we could play Batman Consequences. We haven't premiered in years. We should. It's my college thesis. We should do it. Several professors called the best piece of work to come out of the school. I thank you. We should. We should definitely have. uh, We should definitely screen it on Twitch. I feel like uh, I'm the only one that dressed up. Yeah, you are. 
my uh my there, there are people listening. I'm, I'm gonna have one on for late night, Liam. There are people yeah. listening on Glork Norbul that don't get the full effect. They here. don't get the full effect. I forgot this is radio. <laughs> yeah. It's a big ruby. It is a big ruby. But I can see us on Twitch. It looks good. It does. It does look good. It does look good. Oh, <laughs> Nando said, WTF, it's Batman. Yeah. What's <laughs> up, Nando? <laughs> so, so, WTF. Where's the face? Where's Two Face? WTF. Where's Two Face? Where's Two Face? It's a big, yeah. it's a big yeah. ruby. Yeah, I bet. I, I bet it is. <laughs> Um, you guys like wrestling? Yeah, right. Well, not for much longer. <laughs> not for much longer. I'm probably probably gonna tune out in a while. No, you can't. I need faith. You have to be the night, or at least late afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Late All right. Night. Yeah. All right. So the Undertaker's scary. Yeah. This is it's the Halloween edition. Yeah. Of uh, the New Age Insiders on. October 31st. Yeah. Uh, and we are doing this show instead of anything else. What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite uh, scary character or moment in wrestling? Um, make a nonsensical Halloween. So segment. my favorite char- scary character is by far The Undertaker. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. But uh, my favorite scary moment was during the New Blood storyline of WCW. Oh, no. Um, Sting had gotten, like, Vampiro had taken Sting under the ring. and Sting of the ring. Sting of the ring, yeah. And they strung him up uh, on his, like, gimmick of, like, going up into the ceiling and whatnot. Uh And he was, he got brought up about halfway, and he was just covered in blood. Whoa. Yeah. That is gross. But that yeah. is scary if you're a kid. Yeah. Um, I remember being genuinely scared by the Ministry of Darkness yeah, because, like, hard. Edge and Christian were basically the hyenas from <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, right. And, like, the Undertaker yeah. would just, like, sick them on people and they yep. hung a guy. And they were pretty scary. But I've always enjoyed, like, I thought that they just, at least in the beginning, I thought they did a great job with Kane. Because yeah. Kane felt like Michael Myers to me, where you just walk around and be like, you're fucked. You know what yeah, I mean? right. And I just genuinely enjoyed him. And I got to tell you that I got a legitimate kick out of being at WrestleMania when The Undertaker shot a bolt of lightning inside. That was yeah, awesome. That was really cool. I also realized that Batman is right. There is no peripheral vision in this thing. <laughs> yeah, it would make turn, uh, backing out of the driveway real easy. Yeah. I can't breathe out of my nose. Yeah. yeah I, I cannot. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's all in the chest. You have to move your, move your whole torso. It's a big ruby. Uh, but yeah, no, but I've always enjoyed The Undertaker. I mean, who hasn't? And I, But I just think they did, used to do, at least back in the day, a really good job with Kane. Bill, who's your favorite scary um, person? By far, The Undertaker. And along the lines of the, what you just said, the Ministry of Darkness was terrifying. The, the time that they crucified Stephanie McMahon and yeah. brought her up to the ceiling, yeah. um, the hanging of the big boss man, it was always pretty scary. Do you, think that the, do you think they think the audience has moved on from a sophistication standpoint. That's why they haven't gone all the way in with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, because we see too much stuff behind the scenes now. Do you think that's what it is? Because and the, and the Undertaker is really yeah. the only one we haven't seen much of that stuff. Well, there's that, and I just also think... It, you are right. It's twofold, though, to me. It's, it's A, 
you, the Undertaker has been terrific at preserving his kayfabe, but I think even more importantly, B, is if I'm not allowed to do cool, spooky Undertaker stuff, what the hell am I going to do with you? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. What the hell am I going to do with you? Right. You know what I mean? You can't actually be a biker badass anymore. Yeah, because you're 80. Right. And so it's like, I think that's just where we are, you know, with the guy yeah. in general. Well, I, I think there's that, but, you know, uh, I don't think that there's much Bray Wyatt behind the scenes stuff. Right, I think that they just think that their audience is stupid. So you, wait, so you think they're, you think the opposite? Because I think that they have gotten so sophisticated. They they think the audience has gotten so sophisticated that if you tried to have Bray Wyatt be like, "I'm magical," they'll roll their eyes. Yeah, that's what I think. That's why everybody has these weird, fake names that sound like real names. Like Colby Lopez isn't like. The the Kingslayer. He's right. Seth Rollins, which is just a different fake name. Yeah, you know right. What I, mean? I just I just think that they think that the audience is stupid, and it doesn't like it. All kind of boils down to like Samoa Joe going to AJ Styles' house, right? And they're going to tell you whatever they want anyway. Well, they told you it's the most heinous act in WWE history, right? Which is just a joke, right? And so. Bray Wyatt's going to project maggots onto the ring, and they're going to say that that is the same as the time The Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie McMahon and was going to sacrifice her to the higher power. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that they think everybody's stupid because that's what's going to happen. Bray Wyatt is going to come back, and he's going to project a hologram of a woman onto some mist, and then... They're just going to be like, whoa! And it's like, well, that wasn't as impressive as the time The Undertaker, you know... Did anything. Did anything. Uh, But yeah, no, I actually just feel the opposite. I think they think their audience is too cool for that now. And so if they did, like, spooky magic stuff... The yeah. audience will go like, Ugh. and I also think that they're it's a it's an example of their where they know how to hear but not listen. Yeah, okay. because the last time I remember them really, really trying to give Bray Wyatt a spooky magic moment, it's when he projected bugs on the ring for Randy Orton. <laughs> right, and everybody went, "Well, that was dumb," and they went, "All right, fine, then we won't do any more magic stuff." Fine, and it's like, "Well, that's no, not... he said that was yeah. dumb. That was dumb, and then he lost. <laughs> well, that too, right? Didn't even work." <laughs> The magic didn't even work. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, that's the difference is that like when people go like, oh, I'm cool with Bray Wyatt being super, you know, supernatural, but I just don't want him to use a projector. And WWE's like, fine, then you don't get anything. It's like, okay, that's not what I said, but thank you. Again, I'm super hungry. And they're like, well, we painted the bathroom. It's like, I don't, I don't think we're talking to each other here. Yeah. You're hearing me, but not listening. Um, is there any other spooky, fun things that come to mind? Do you the like Shockmaster? Do you like the Dr. Wagner, do you? He shaved Jeff Jarrett's head. <laughs> yeah, oh, <I> no. <laughs> Did you see that? Not Dr. Wagner. Doctor. Oh, Dr. Wagner. I shaved yeah. Jeff Jarrett's head. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did see that. And many people wonder if I shaved his head or not. I did not. I actually... Just once again, because I use many, many bees oh, in my product, I dipped his head in that old honey, and I stuck Jeff Jarrett's head in the bees, and they just buzzed it all off. You get it? <laughs> I they see it. buzzed the head. I, I make a um, mashup bees and ask you to put them on your lips. Yeah. A, uh, a newer spooky character that I actually enjoy is Mil Muertes. All right. Um, that, that guy is awesome. Bill Muertes is a lot of fun, and Lucha Underground does a good job of capturing the spirit right. of, look, we know it's a show, 
But yeah. if we create this world well enough, we can get away with things like oh. No Muertes and Pentagon and Everything. even uh, the, the Death Pope. Yeah, the Vampiro. Right. Uh, yeah, the thing with TV in general, it's all it's all willing suspension of disbelief, right? If you walk into any movie and go, well, this is stupid because Arnold Schwarzenegger is only five feet tall and there's no way he could punch that alien. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, this predator's going to suck for you. But if you're is Schwarzenegger just, short? Yeah, he's not that tall. Oh, no. Yeah, he's not that tall. I thought he was like seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> yeah, no, he is not. Weighed 495 pounds no. of muscle. No, he might be like 5'8". Oh, no. Yeah, but he's not that big. He's no. not He's not like six elf. 6'5". Yeah, That's he's... I'm going to need him to be. Yeah, I need you to be 6'5". In my head, you're 6'5". Yeah. The Terminator. And he's not. Well... Before we sign <laughs> off tonight, I just wanted to say, because it's my day, it's one of the few times you of the can year hang out. I get to go to the Supernatural. I tried to aim for the cruise that my son <laughs> is on with the bikinis and all the butts, but I wound up here, and I just want to say, happy Halloween, baby, from the boogie-woogie part of my soul. <laughs> yeah. I hope y'all have just the best time. Are you having a good time this Halloween? I, I am. I'm having. Are a you going to dress up as anything? No. All right. My one of my sons dresses up 24 seven, 365 yeah. days oh, a year. Yeah. Looks like a golden space alien. So <laughs> actually, I I, I floated by Dustin's house, and his costume this year is pants, regular jeans. <laughs> yeah, and that's the gold Dustin's wearing. It is spooky, scary. <laughs> spooky, scary. Yes, because they boys made becoming men, men, men becoming, becoming wolves. wolves. Because one of my sons looks like Bowser <laughs> on a boat. Yeah, right. And the other one looks With like his weird friends. an Incan god who is an Academy Award that came to life and became a sex poivert. Yeah, well, I mean, depending on depending on how caught up you are on being the elite, your other son might be a part of the human centipede. We do not act. You'd be surprised how poor the internet signal is up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they want you to talk to everybody. Yeah, what is, uh, what's the, the Ghost of Dusty Rhodes think about uh, Crown Jewel? Oh, baby, I think it is just spectacular. You're talking about how when the king and queen have all the horses come and parade and we pretend like royal weddings still matter and we get to see all the crown jewels. Is that what you're talking oh, no, about? No, no, no. I'm talking about there's a... We get uh, to pretend that prince and princesses in a first world country isn't uh, stupid. Did you, meet a, uh, did you meet a gentleman by the name of uh, Jamal Khashoggi? I did. He had very little to say. He seemed short of breath. Yeah, yeah. Well, um... On that note. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, how'd you get into heaven? He said, I gave an arm and a leg. <laughs> That's in poor taste. <laughs> a little bit. All right. But it was good. I appreciated it. That's too bad. Uh, uh, well, I Mark wanna, the time, Bill. Uh, Mark the time. I want to I, I thank you. For, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for what could very well be my last appearance on anything. <laughs> and you guys have a happy Halloween. I'm going to go back to heaven if they'll let me in. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> and, and I am I'm out of here. You all have a, just a splendid Halloween. Oh, God, that Uh-oh. was good. I think the door closed. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the new Agent Insider <laughs> show this week. <laughs> and, good uh, Lord. Thank oh, you. We really did it. Thank you, the ghost of Dusty Roads. 
for showing up on All Hallows Eve. I'm yeah. going to go watch Hocus Pocus. The Patreons will hear us on patreon.com slash newageinsiders. Yep. That is the next time you'll hear from us. We also got to get Be Heard for the month in, so send in those questions because we got to get the October <laughs> edition of Be Heard done on the 31st. The <laughs> 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 uh, patreon.com slash newageinsiders. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we will yeah. see you. If you want to go to patreon.com, there is a free episode up there so you can check out what we're doing yep. all about and the support goes a long way. My name has been Jason Maltz. Yeah, but quickly, we're going to go do Late Night Liam after this. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be talking about uh, Vice did the top 50 scariest movie scenes. Ooh. And so we're going to talk about that. What's at, number seven? <laughs> oh, it, they weren't ranked. It was just oh. 50 and it just 50 oh, scenes. No. Uh, they, and they weren't just horror movies. So it was, uh, it was really cool. Uh, Pinocchio uh, made the list. Wow. And we'll talk about that later. Weird. So that'll be coming up next. Stay tuned. My name's Jason Malta. I'm Liam Strager. And I'm Bill Neville. We're the New Age Insiders. Find us on Twitter at New Age Insiders at Liam NAI at Bill Neville NAI. Live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on NewAgeInsiders.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Podomatic, Wolf Mobile, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch.tv slash New Age Insiders TV. And thank you so much for making us the premier place for wrestling fans to connect, discuss, and to be heard. Have a very happy Halloween. We out. Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 